0: back to the Untitled Jeff Gluck podcast. That was my parents and I'm your host Jeff Gluck. It's a special postseason parents version of the podcast with my mom and dad, Mike Gluck and Susan Gluck. They are here visiting me in Portland, Oregon um, from Denver, Colorado. They're home. Uh, Dad, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Mom, how are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you.
0: And you guys, uh, I th- I was gonna say you're reluctantly joining the podcast again after a request, but I think Dad's not reluctantly. Is that exactly. correct, Dad?
1: Exactly, exactly right. <laughs>
2: no, we've done one in every place you've lived now. All okay, three, ta- all three places.
0: Okay, yeah, over the last two years. Um, so yeah, mom, mom got had to be talked into this, but I think she'll, you know, you, I, I feel like you know, you, you both know what you're talking about. You, you both follow the, um, the NASCAR season. I mean, you, you even watch some Xfinity. Races and stuff. How much, how many of the cup races do you think you watch this year, Mom?
1: Oh, 90%, probably.
2: Yeah, I would say that's true.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you, you know what you're talking about. So let's just start off. Obviously, you watched uh, the Homestead race and just saw how the season ended up. You had the big three going against Joey Logano. Um, what were your impressions of how that all played out and then Joey Logano as
2: champion, Dad? Well, I was. First of all, I thought it was a great race. I mean, I think it was the, the right four drivers, and it went back and forth, and people were coming back from adversity, like Harvey came back, and there was a lot of lead changes. And I really thought that Truex was going to win, and then Logano came from nowhere. I mean, I, I don't know how he did it, and I think he was deserving of winning, and so I thought it was a fantastic race.
0: Mom, you, you've sort of said some uh, on the podcast, you haven't been a uh, fan of Joey Logano, before does he have you change your mind about him at all
1: I really didn't remember that I wasn't a fan <laughs> of Joey Logano's I I listen to you and you think that Joey Logano is a very good guy and that he sort of wrongly gets a lot of people riled up I mean I've seen he's had some behaviors in the past that maybe haven't been positive but everybody changes and grows up and I I think he has that being said, I was still rooting for Martin Truex Jr. to win.
2: And and I was upset. At the time when he knocked Martin Truex out, you know, I really was mad at Joey Logano. You're talking about at Martinsville. I, yeah, Martinsville, mm-hmm. yeah. But I thought, you know, when people discussed it, it was racing. And so, I mean, I think that that's really what it was. And so, you know, if he wouldn't have done that, he wouldn't have been in the finals probably because he got wrecked. It was at Phoenix. I Phoenix, think yeah, yeah. So
0: well and so and you guys uh you're you're referencing liking truex you you root for truex pretty much solely because of furniture racing is that correct
1: well that was the original start of why we liked him but i really like him as a as a person as a driver he's easy to root for and yes our our heart is with a denver team and we're sad that they're not going to have a team any longer
0: so we've talked before on the podcast where you, um, you know you see the coverage on the local news of Furniture Racing. They cover it like it's a, the Broncos or their home team. They're following it. Um, and so what was sort of I mean, were they talking on the local news about how the season was ending, or did you see any coverage of like oh, it, you know, was it was it known in Denver like this is going away kind of thing?
2: Yeah, no, they had quite a few leading up to it, and they had they had a whole thing about Bernie Visser. Barney, and Visser. Bar- Barney mm-hmm. Visser and how he fell in love with why I was in Denver and it was that was a really nice story and, and you know another thing about Truex with with Sherry you know I mean uh, there's a lot of feel good but uh also Adele she's a big fan so I think the it local got, news, anchor local in news. Denver. yeah I yeah. think it got a lot of coverage and so how do you think mom that
0: it's going to affect like is Denver pretty much just going to forget about NASCAR at this point now that they won't have a team
1: I cannot speak for Denver. <laughs> However, I feel like it's really going to be something lacking. Um, there were there were parties, watch parties for the Homestead race. There was a ton of publicity about Furniture Row racing it being their last race and what was going to happen to all the employees and and that Barney Visser was looking out for the employees. on you know, it was it was a good thing for the employees to be looked after. But I think it's going to leave a big hole and maybe lose fans that that were there because of Denver.
0: Do you do you think that I mean you work in Denver dad. I mean do, do any of your like coworkers ever talk NASCAR with because of Furniture Road that they see anything? Do you think that'll change now?
2: You know it's 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 interesting. I think that in general it's not well known, mm-hmm. but the people that are NASCAR fans, you know, know all about it obviously, but I think, you know, it probably won't change. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what did, what did you guys think of this season overall? I mean, did
0: you find this 2008 to me, uh, 2018 to be an entertaining, uh, year? I mean, you know, it seemed to start off slow. And then in the summer, sort of around the time NBC took over, it really picked up with some good races. You had the slide job with <laughs> Dale jr. And, and, um, you had Watkins Glen was a great race. Bristol was a great race. Uh, Martinsville, the Roval, there was some memorable races in the second half of the season, um, but it was still dominated by a few drivers, obviously. Did you find the entertainment value that you look for when you're tuning in, tuning in every week?
1: I was disappointed that there were s- that so many of the same drivers won over and over again. I think it, it wasn't as interesting, compelling because you knew sort of the way things were going to turn out, but, um, it always holds my interest. I like every race. So i, I was, I was fine with the season. I'd just like to see some different drivers win next year.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you, Dad? Was it uh, entertaining for you?
2: Yeah, it was. A, it, I thought it was a good season. I likewise was disappointed that people like Hamlin, you know, didn't win. I, you know, would have been nice if Jimmy Johnson would have won. So I think that was kind of sad for me. I was cheering for the young guns. You oh know? yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, I like watched Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, and I was really hoping, you know, that they would do. You know, would would get in the chase, and but I thought it was a good season. I think there was a lot of things to mix it up. I think with junior racing, the one time, and then being, you know, entertaining sportscaster, it mm-hmm. was a, it was a fun season.
0: And just to remind people who who don't know, you guys never watched any NASCAR race ever in your whole lives. I don't think before I started covering. it. Is that correct?
1: That is absolutely correct.
0: So you're you're just watching it. You started watching it because of me, but then now you have adopted it as something you would turn on regardless of whether I was watching or not.
1: Definitely. Definitely. We're, we're fans now. Okay.
0: So, um, speaking of the young guns, dad, I mean, w- you know, there's a lot of hype coming into them coming into this season. It was all about the young guns and you know, they're going to take over now. And, you know, Chase Elliott did win a few races, Ryan Blaney won the Roval and things like that. Um, but you know, how do you feel like they did overall? If you, you're wanting them to win, how do how do you feel that, do they still have more to
2: do? Well, I mean, I, I was really impressed with Kyle Larson, like in the last race, how he could ride the top. And, mm-hmm. you know, granted, maybe the other guys weren't willing to ride the top because they could wreck. But, I mean, he, he can do that consistently. And so I think he's impressive. And so, uh, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll get their time. but They they have a lot of talent. So
1: Joey Logano is a young gun. He just came into the sport. At a very young age, and so he's he's even younger than some of the young guns, right?
0: That's right. Yes, uh, as Nate Ryan s- likes to remind people, he's younger than Austin Dillon, and Austin Dillon's con- Austin Dillon's considered a young gun, but Joey Logano's younger than him, and yet nobody talks about him as a young driver.
1: So, in that sense, that's really good for the sport that he won.
2: Okay, and, and I came away really impressed with Joey Logano. I mean, he mm-hmm. I think he did better than anybody else in the playoffs, and you know, he clearly has the talent. So,
0: yeah. Well, so on that note, um, you know, it's interesting question because when you look back at the season as a whole, and if you're going to have dad's driver of the year award and mom's driver of the year award is your own criteria. But you had one driver win the championship who wasn't necessarily the best all year long. But then you had two drivers who were clearly, you know, you could argue any of the big three, I guess, but really two drivers who won eight races each. Joey Logano ended up winning three races each. So, if you're going to say, who was your driver of the year, your trophy, mom, who would you be awarding it to?
1: Well, just because I like Martin Truex Jr., he's going to be my driver of the year. Because it's hard to come back from a championship and do as well as he did. He took second. And with the team that was leaving, uh, closing its doors, I, he's, he's still number one for me.
0: Okay. Well, they did prove a lot of people wrong, including me. I didn't think they'd make – I thought they'd fall apart once they announced they were – you know, I thought people would leave the team and they would just be too much of a distraction. They almost won the title. So dad, uh, who is your
2: driver of the year? Yeah. I mean, if, if Martin Truex would have won, and I I honestly thought he, he was going to win. I, he obviously would have been, but I really have to give it to Logano. I mean, he, really, oh, really? yeah, he really earned it. I mean, he earned my respect. And so, mm-hmm. and so he would be my driver of the year.
0: So no love for Kyle Busch or Harvick, even though they won eight races each.
1: Well, I can't say I don't have any love for them. They were outstanding this year, but they're just, you know, I just really don't have a loyalty to them. I have loyalty to other drivers. Well, let
0: me ask you this, Uh, you know, on on this note then. So do you guys, you know, you're you're not longtime NASCAR fans. You, You would never follow NASCAR when the championship format was 36 races and that's the champion. You only started coming in when, when I did, when it was the chase era over the final 10 races. So do you accept sort of the playoff format, how it is now you you accept that as the champion, no problems with it?
1: I, I don't have any experience with the previous format, but I do feel that some drivers like Keselowski are outstanding. And then, you know, you don't get to see them at the end. And, Really, I sort of feel like it would be fun to see the final four race just them on the track. I think that would be really exciting With because it's sort of anticlimactic for the other drivers driving around. It was cool this year that the driver who won the race won the championship, but you can't engineer that every year. So I, I don't know. I can't compare it to the other format because I wasn't a fan, but um, I, I don't I, I would like to see other drivers included in the finals.
2: Dad, you have no problem with the playoffs? How it how they are? No, I actually like it. I mean, I, I think they they engineered a really good thing. I think they the way they did it, you know, with the segments and everything else. I think that was good. You know, I was a Jeff Gordon fan, and I wasn't really sure who I was going to really cheer for. I mean, obviously, we like Martin Truex, but I will always admire Jeff Gordon because he was classy mm-hmm. no matter what. I mean, he got angry a few times, but. The, to me, he was a class act. I mean, I, I actually I go back to to Mark Martin because he's my favorite from an age standpoint. <laughs> right when you
0: when I first started covering NASCAR, you decided you're going to like Mark Martin because right. he was an old guy. Exactly,
2: yeah. but um, no, I, it was a good year. I thought they did. I thought they did a great job, and I think they're clearly trying to be more uh, have the rules to be what the fans will appreciate. So, well,
0: um, what what if anything should NASCAR change? Um, you know, you guys feel like you're, you're pretty satisfied with what you're seeing, but what should they change that would make it better for you as as fans or viewers?
2: Well, I'd like to see more short track. I mean, I don't know that, I don't know how they could do that with the people that own the tracks and everything, but clearly mm. those that are most entertaining races, I think that's what the fans like. And I think they need to think about the long term of the sport because I think the attendance is going down. And if they don't do something that, reinvigorates the rivalries and, and the fan interests all along, I think they could be in trouble. Mom, any suggestions for what NASCAR can do to improve things?
1: Well, I was talking to you earlier about this. I feel like now with Denver not even having a team, it would really be nice if NASCAR does some outreach to cities that don't have teams it would be nice to bring drivers maybe their cars I know it's they have a huge schedule busy schedule during the year but maybe as the haulers are going across the country they can make some stops I don't know because I I feel like it's now it's it's just really there are fans that come from the east coast and you know maybe phoenix and some on the west coast but even the west coast races aren't always the southern california race isn't always that well attended I I think it would really be great if they could get some more fan fans attracted to the sport.
0: Yeah, maybe they could do something like a city championship where they somehow like assign drivers to represent a city or That's something. Cool. I mean, I don't know. I mean just Well, yeah. I, went,
2: I went to that one conference, it was a computer conference, and uh-huh. you know, the the sponsor of the car had the car there and the driver there, and yeah. so I think the sponsors could do more. Yeah, they you know, used it, to. In city. I mean, used to leverage the drivers. Well, in more. cities where they're having a conference anyway, it's just getting a booth and yeah, doing something around that.
0: Yeah, having you know, if they're going to be in town for a trade show or something, just be like, hey, can you stop by the local news or you know who? But the problem is too. I mean, I think from NASCAR standpoint, just not to interject here, but I think sometimes they ch- say, hey, would you like to go on the local news to this news station? And they're like, who? You know, <laughs> they don't. You know, anyway. Um, so. I, You know, a big topic of conversation coming up next year for NASCAR is going to be this new rules package. I don't think we've talked about it. How aware are you of the rules package? Do you have an opinion on it at all?
1: I'm aware that you do not like the new rules package, but I don't know anything about the new rules package. So why don't you tell us about it?
0: Well, we can say that for another time. I just wanted to see. This is about you, this podcast. Dad, do you have any? <laughs> no, notes? I'm with her. Okay. Don't, don't know about it yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, you'll, you'll know all about it. Um, so I d- just want to close here with um, this is really early. You know, we're, we're doing this right after Thanksgiving here. So a lot can happen, and I won't hold you to these predictions. But if you had to, today, make a prediction for the next season champion, who sticks out at you as like, okay, that's going to be the the driver to beat
2: next year? Dad, you want to go first? I'm going to
0: say Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott?
2: Yep. Wow. I, okay. I, you know, I think he, impress, he impressed me with, with a couple wins, and, you know, I think it's going to be his year next year.
0: Okay. So Hendrick is going to get back on track. They're going to figure out the... Camaro and are on the rise and Chase Elliott's gonna have a breakthrough breakthrough. I would year.
2: think. I mean, he you can't count Hendrick out. I mean he's got yeah the, most money in the horsepower, so I mean in terms not horsepower in terms of the car, but yeah in terms of the History the wherewithal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. so I think it would be way too, that would be a wrong thing to count him out. Okay.
0: Mom, any, any championship prediction?
1: I definitely think it's gonna be a Hendrick car. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's going to be Jimmy Johnson's year again.
0: Wow, so new crew chief for Jimmy Johnson, and he gets back on track, wins his eighth title record.
1: Yes, you heard it here first. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, um, before we go, as you guys know, I only can do this because of my patrons. You guys are well aware. So I want to give some patron shout-outs to people who have pledged uh, $10 or more a month for my site. And those people include Shannon Jones, Jim Leplant. Katie Warner, Ken Love, um, Anthony Mahone, Carrie Bouslog, Chris Dupont, and you know this name, Mom.
1: Claire Novak. Oh, yep.
0: She nice. officiated my wedding. A friend of yours.
1: A lovely friend. How nice. Yes. Thank you, Claire. And everybody else. Yes.
2: Yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to all the patrons. I mean, I can't thank them enough. Um, you know, we were worried about our son. Being, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> now able, I know. Now I find being, out. <laughs> being able to make a living and what we were going to do to support them once they decided to have children. And so the pa- the patrons really came through. And I'm amazed at the the patrons in, in, in Portland here and all the nice... I mean, it's amazing. You talk about not NASCAR country and you've had some, such wonderful experiences. So for us... Uh, it's just been unbelievable and I can't thank you all from the bottom of my heart for supporting our son so we don't have to, (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: you're saying I can't move home. Is that right?
1: (laughs) Nope. (laughs) So please,
0: please keep those pledges up everybody.
1: but we'd take Liliana. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: okay. I see how that deal works. Well, um, thank you to mom and dad for joining and uh, sharing your, your opinions on things. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, there will be more podcasts to come, hopefully, in the offseason as we come up with more ways. But um, anyway, uh, send me your Twitter feedback on this, and I'll send it to my parents so they can see what you thought of it. But thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Glock Podcast.